The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. So we were just in a Republican-run uh, uh, Missouri talking to Chad Morrow. We're going to head to Minnesota now, where Joe Biden and the Democrats won that state in its 10 electoral votes. Biden captured 52.6% of the vote to President Trump's 45.4%. Not surprising since Minnesota has been blue since 1976. Janelle Klein is a reporter with NBC affiliate CARE 11 News in Minneapolis. Janelle, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, Bruno. You know what? I'm curious to know in uh, in Minneapolis, in in Minnesota, when you when you look around, when you're in the coffee shops, when you're talking to folks, how are they feeling about what has happened, what has transpired over the past couple of days? Well, I think everybody in the United States expected that unquestionably this would be an historic vote, an extent historic election. But to have it be this close, I think, is certainly what hasn't been expected, in part because the polling did not show that whatsoever. Here in Minnesota, it was considered a swing state, and it's always uh, voted Democratic. The state has, uh, for many, many years, many elections, always uh, been blue. Um, And President Trump saw it as a potential state that he could flip. He came here many times, especially in the final weeks of his campaign, trying to turn the state red, um, and it just did not work. So Minnesota did end up going for Biden. Um, But certainly, President Trump did very well. I mean, it really reflected, I think, a lot of the trends we're seeing nationally, which is that this country is divided almost equally right down the middle. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, boy, oh boy, that's got to be a lot of work for ahead for whomever gets into the White House. It's been interesting to see, um, and, and we're seeing this in, a, in, in most places, it seems, across the U.S. I mean, if you take a look at at uh, at uh, the bigger cities, you know, the Twin Cities uh, in, in Minnesota, more more Democratic. But if you look at uh, kind of more of the rural areas, more Republican, if you take a look at the big map, I mean, it's a lot of red with a couple of spots of, of blue there. Do you hear much or see much or is there much made of that urban-rural divide when it comes to uh, the Democrats and the Republicans? Absolutely. And again, I think that's a a trend that you see nationally where um, for almost every state, that is exactly the demographics where rural areas are red, um, cities are more liberal, more progressive, more democratic. And that is something, as you said, that I think whoever wins this election is going to have a big challenge ahead is unifying people because it's almost a tale of two countries right now where you have such a divide between political beliefs um, and, and really just the viewpoints of where the country is at and where it's going. And interesting, as you said, it really splits almost consistently down the middle depending on uh, geographic location. If you're in a city, you're almost certainly voting Democratic and rural, you're almost certainly voting Republican. Of course, that's not across the board, but as you look at the map, it's pretty striking to see that in almost every state across the country. Janelle, has there been any talk among the the leaders in Minnesota about about how to bridge that divide, um, what they're looking for, uh, uh, how, how that might ever be accomplished? Well, I think that's a challenge for everybody running for office right now. And in the last election as well, I mean, President Trump was elected in large part because he spoke to people who felt 
they had been left behind. Uh, people in those rural areas that felt their opportunities were diminishing, that their mm-hmm. quality of life was going down, uh, that they didn't have the kind of job that they felt could provide for their families. Uh, they felt like politicians were making decisions that weren't keeping them in mind. And so he really played to that in the 2016 election and, again, tried to do that here in 2020. And certainly he undoubtedly struck a chord with millions of people because, again, he uh, almost won this election and may still win this election. But certainly uh, it was not the landslide that many polls predicted and that many experts predicted. Um, it was almost 50-50 down the middle as you look at the split of these votes. Janelle, I'm, I'm always fascinated by the voter turnout uh, in uh, in the United States, uh, how many people actually get out and vote. And of course, on both sides, we saw a big push to make sure that uh, that uh, their supporters were mobilized. And certainly that was the case in, in Minnesota as well. Um, some pretty strong numbers as far as voter turnout there as well. Yeah, Minnesota has almost consistently led the nation or been one of the top states in voter turnout. So that has always been a message that um, has been very strong here in Minnesota and people have responded. And I think certainly in this election, um, experts from both sides, leaders from both political parties really stressed that here in 2020, that this is uh, an election of a lifetime and that if there were ever a time to really make your voice heard this was the election to do it and certainly people across america turned out to do that and here in minnesota the turnout was remarkable and and uh it's great to see that people are are using uh their right to vote to weigh in on what's going on and um so whatever your political beliefs it's encouraging to see so many people getting out and casting their ballots we know that there has been some violence in places like uh, Seattle and Portland, again, on the on the West Coast. There, there has been some concern right across the country. We know um, that from, you know, Denver to New York, um, you know, shops were boarded up and that happened in Minneapolis as well. Can you give us an idea on, on what, if anything, has happened and, and how uh, the city and uh, I guess the Twin Cities have, have uh, prepared for potential fallout? Yeah, well, unfortunately, Minneapolis has had some experience with that this year. This has been kind of a watershed year for Minneapolis in the wake of the George Floyd case. So um, officials got a crash course in how to handle some of those incidents um, in June after the May 25th uh, death of George Floyd. So they do have a lot of those plans in place now. I know that last night there there was some unrest. Um, There were some protests in Minneapolis. um, But... Quite honestly, a lot of those buildings and businesses in the downtown area, um, in the uptown area, um, and again in the neighborhood where uh, the 3rd Precinct is located, um, where George Floyd uh, was uh, killed in May, I think all of those buildings by and large have remained boarded up Mm. and have increased security. Um, So in many cases, this wasn't something that was done for the election, but rather has been sort of the norm uh, since last spring. All right, before I let you go, Janelle, I know that there's some news on the uh, on the George Floyd case uh, today. Uh, a judge making uh, some pretty big decisions when it comes uh, to um, what the um, what it's going to be like in the courtroom about about the cases themselves. Do you have that info off the top of your head? Yeah, there were a couple of big decisions that were made in the case uh, just filed, I believe, late yesterday. And, and two of those things really stick out. One is that there 
at this point will not be a change of venue for the trial. Um, so attorneys were arguing uh, for the police officers involved that this should not be tried in Minneapolis, that it should be moved to a more rural or outstate location um, in order to get an unbiased jury. And the judge at this point is saying that it will remain in the Twin Cities. Um, it will remain in Hennepin County. So that is a big uh, development there. That could, of course, change if circumstances change, but at this point he's saying it will stay uh, in Hennepin County. The other is that the four officers involved in George Floyd's death will now be tried together. So that was also a question of whether that would happen, and, and now that's been determined as well. So two pretty big developments here lately. Yeah, for sure. Janelle, I'm going to let you go because I know that I'm getting you in between a couple of different shoots. I want to thank you for making time for us this afternoon, and we'll keep watching and, and waiting. The world is watching and waiting to see what's happening in uh, in, in your country. Yeah, I appreciate it, Jalen. Thanks so much.